Choosing the right domain name is critical to ensuring the success of your small business, but it's gotten a little harder. But now you can choose a .us domain to help your business stand out. Reserve your .us web address today. Go to launchwith.us and use my promo code podcast for my special offer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Laura Belgray. She is the founder of Talking Shrimp and co-creator of the Copy Cure with Marie Forleo. And she brings a mixed bag of copywriting experience, and I mean that in the best kind of way. Today she's working with entrepreneurs to create copy that isn't boring. So Laura, welcome. Oh, thank you. I like being described as a mixed bag. Well, you know, you're there's in doing the bios, you know, a lot of people have the like hundred word thing that's very crisp, but you're just all over the place. You've done a lot of things and that's awesome. <laughs> but but that was my best way to describe it. Thank you. I am so the opposite of crisp. I'm like soft batch. <laughs> so so talking shrimp, you know, I mean sure a lot of people ask about the name, but it's obvious, right? I mean you were you had a dream that you were swallowed by a shrimp and you started talking and that led you to you're supposed to stop me here because I'm what, just, what I'm, ju- other, I'm just well, babbling here. No, now. I just wanted you to fill it in for me because <laughs> what other explanation could there be? <laughs> the name talking shrimp, everyone asks about that. A lot of people think that I deal in, you know, uh, flash frozen shrimp and seafood. Um, I do not. The really boring answer is that our my husband and I had a CPA who told us to incorporate, and we needed a name, and the URL was available. Um, and we basically wanted a name. He's in restaurants, and I'm in copywriting. We wanted a name that could apply to either of us and could mean absolutely everything and nothing at the same time. And I think it does. Yeah, and all the other crustaceans were taken, right? That's right. Yeah. Can you believe talking shrimp was free? <laughs> no, I cannot believe it. <laughs> so you have done a lot of work, as your bio uh, suggests, in television. So are you still doing TV? I am. I I would say it is a smaller part of my business. It's the little arm. I've got two arms, and they're uneven sizes. Um, the So the bigger arm is entrepreneurs, small businesses, private clients, and then I do still do a bunch of TV stuff uh, for different networks and sometimes for production companies. And I, I focus on promos, which are the little commercials that you see for the shows. Yeah, the thing that tries to get you to stay on for the commercials. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or it's some, I mean, sometimes it's uh, a big poster that you see on the subway or at a bus shelter or on the side of the bus and the, the tagline that goes on that. So do you have to be like a whole different person dealing with entrepreneurs than you do with the TV world? Or is there a lot of similarity? That's a good question. I'm always the same person. (laughs) You're just playing a different character, though. Yeah, playing a different character. Uh, I would say that the, the job is very different because with entrepreneurs, we're writing really direct response copy. We're writing copy that makes people make a decision right away. And for TV, we're mostly writing copy that helps them make a decision over time. And they say, oh, I get what that network is about, or, oh, that looks like a funny show. I'll have to remember to look it up when I get home. Um, Or, you know, when they're watching TV, oh, I got to check out, like, I'll have to remember to set my DVR for that. But they don't necessarily make a decision right away. 
So I'm going to ask you a few questions about copywriting that are things that I actually hear all the time because they're they're just sort of generic problems, challenges when it comes to marketing. Um, and, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, too. So if you're going to write copy that gets somebody to make a decision now and hopefully it's exciting and moving and, you know, but then I hear all the time, but what I do is really boring. <laughs> you know, how do you, you know, how do you make that spicy? Yeah, well. Can you give me an example of someone's job that's really boring when they say what I do is really boring? Well, you know, again, this may or I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's their perception. But, you know, yeah. So let's say a plumber uh, that, uh, you know, is looking for local clients and uh, they know that they need to be online. They know that they need to be doing stuff. They're obviously not selling a course or at least in this example, they're not selling some of the same things that you might do in a direct response environment, but they are trying to get somebody who has a problem <laughs> to call them uh, or to, to think that, yeah, this is somebody I want to engage, you know, on an ongoing basis. Um, so there, there's my example. Can you work with that? Exactly. That's a great, okay. That's a great example. So they think, okay, what I do is really boring. Um, I don't really have anything to talk about at dinner parties, but on the other hand, it is something immediate and relatable and that solves generally a dire urgent problem i mean when someone's uh somebody's toilet is stopped up they need a plumber pretty badly they need one now these aren't like a plumber's not, not working that like what they do is not something that people say like oh i'll fix that you know next week two weeks from now next month um so i would say that everybody so that's a really specific example but everybody with a legitimate business solves a legitimate problem, something that people need to fix or something that, or offers something that delights people or that people want. So even if it's something mundane, um, it's not truly boring. People want it. Well, and I, and I think that anytime you're talking about the human condition, I mean, just relating stories, can you imagine the, some of the stories plumbers must have, um, you know, that probably would make so, for some pretty good narrative on a website. Yeah. Yes. Great narrative on a website. Great. Um, you know, depending who you're sitting next to dinner party conversation, like I've got a strong stomach, so I would want to talk to that person and great material for ongoing correspondence. Like they could you know, be writing to their email list on and on and be, um, you know, they could be offering information like what to do when there's no plumber around and your toilet is stopped up. And someone will click that open because they know it's a problem that's going to happen to them. And, um, and that plumber will be top of mind when they do have a problem they can't fix themselves. So just in reading your website, I think people uh, could make an assessment that your writing style, style is um, – let me choose the right word. Um, <laughs> snarky. How's that? Careful. Is that a good one? Uh, I, <laughs> um, I would say, uh, well, sometimes it's snarky when I write for well, – yeah. okay, go ahead. Yeah, that, that, I was going to say that's not really the point. The point I, main point I'm making is do you as a copywriter have to – I mean – Definitely get into the voice and into the ideal client's head and all that of the client that you're working with and and to some degree adopt or adapt your style to that, right? For sure. I would say one thing that remains consistent about my writing, no matter who I'm writing for, or who I'm helping, is that I'm always conversational. I will never go into stiff, boring, buzzwordy business mode um, because that's just against everything I believe in. I don't think anybody wants to read it. But I help businesses sometimes who have a way more earnest tone 
and need to. They might be dealing with delicate issues. Maybe it's about, um, I haven't worked with someone like this, but maybe they, maybe they, they do end of life care. It's not going to be like, what's up girlfriend? Got a friend who's dying. You know, that's not, that's not going to be I would, I, I would call that bad. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I think you ought to rethink that one. No, I know. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. And and so what kind of challenge does that present you? I mean, I, I, I write a lot of stuff, but I write a lot of stuff that's just me. And so do you have to sometimes turn me off? So I would say the biggest challenge for me is really when the client doesn't know what they're selling and cannot, no matter how deep we dig, they can't come up with the concrete details of what they do. So for instance, someone who's got a really vague woo-woo life coaching business. And I say, so how exactly do you help people? And they say, well, I help them to become their most vital, joyful selves. And I say, well, how do you do that? Well, we work through blocks and, um, and break through their self-limiting beliefs. And I'm like, okay, so what do you, what, what are the results that they get on the other side? Well, they have a feeling of inner peace and joy, and they become that they step into their most vital selves. I've had this conversation. <laughs> so if they say to me, well, you know, they, they jump out of bed, they override that annoyance that they feel when they see the dishes in the sink, and instead of snapping at their husband, they hug him. Like if they give me concrete details, I can work with that. If they can't, if they have no picture, nothing, this, no picture that they can describe for me, then I can't, then I have, a, I have a hard time channeling any voice, mine or theirs. You know, I love sharing tips and resources with small business owners. And one of them is you've got to choose the right web address for your business. And it's gotten harder. All the good names are gone. But you can take a short, relevant .us web address and maybe come up with the best possible name for your business while it's still available. And you'd be in pretty good company with some big hitters like zoom.us and mastercard.us. I want you to reserve your .us web address today. So I've arranged a special offer for my listeners. Register your .us domain for just $1.49 for a year. Plus you get free website builder and hosting services for six months. So to go get my special offer, go to launchwith.us and use my promo code podcast. That's launchwith.us, promo code podcast. What place does humor have in business writing? Uh, you know, a lot of people use it brilliantly. A lot of people shy away from it because it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you are, if you have a sense of humor, then you should show it in your business. Because remember, part of the job of our copy is not just to get people to make a split-second decision. It's not just to convert on the spot. Sometimes it's about building a relationship over time. It's about building the know, like, and trust factor. And we are drawn to people, especially if we have a sense of humor, we're drawn to people with a sense of humor. And so if a business has a sense of humor, you're more inclined to like it 
and trust it and say, oh, that's, there's a human behind that. Right. Yeah. I love getting like you order something in a mail and you get a little insert in there that just goes on, you know, sort of self-defacing, you know, humor about, you know, all the care that had gone into getting you this package. And I mean, they're clearly over the top uh, being funny. And I just, I, all of a sudden I, you know, that makes me like that company more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you see how, I'm sure you've seen how successful the Squatty Potty ad was, right? That, that, that's that gone a long way, I think, towards getting people to order a, a little stool that fits around their toilet. The fact that they used a, a unicorn pooping rainbow ice cream, and it's hilarious. People like the company, and they say, okay, the company gets me. They don't take this too seriously. This is a human thing that we all do, and I'm going to get that thing. So, one of the things I encounter all the time, especially with business owners, they can talk for days about everything they do and how awesome it is and the benefits that people get. And then you put a blank sheet of paper in front of them and they, you know, they freeze. Um, why do you suppose that is? I think because a lot of people grew up thinking I'm not a good writer. I, th I think there are two different things. One are people who think I'm not a good writer. I suck at writing. My I always got D's on all my papers. Um, I can't put words together or I'm dyslexic. I'm not good at that. And then, so they freeze up. And then there are the people who are great writers or think they are and decide this must be the most exquisite piece of writing I've ever put out. I'm putting on my beret and I am dipping my feather into a quill of you know, my quill into some ink and I'm going to write a poem about what I do and they freeze up. So let's talk about what kind of moves people. I mean, I think the best, certainly persuasive copy, you know, gets people at an emotional level, which, um, which moves them. So I know when I, I, I've been doing this a long time and I know when I started going out to business owners and saying, we need to hear more about you and your personal story about, you know, why you do this and what you overcame. And, you know, people were thought at one point people thought that, oh, that, no, that's, there's no place for that, you know, and nobody wants to hear about me. They want to hear about the products and the services and all that. But now it seems like personal stories are really in now. Is that your take as far as, as, you know, one of the ways to move people? For sure. I think personal stories are great because we all love story. We want to find something relatable in the person who's selling to us. And it, it brings us closer to them. I think it, you know, it gets us closer to the person who's talking or writing when we know something about them and we're drawn in by their story. Um, on the other hand, I think some people go overboard. Some business owners go overboard thinking that they have to write their whole life story. and you know, they might sell, um, I don't know, phone chargers, but then on their about page, it's like, you know, do you ever feel, um, do you ever feel frustrated, down on yourself, lonely because you can't find a phone charger? Well, I get you. I've been there, my friend. Um, you know, I was in a downward spiral. I was in the darkest place of my life. Um, and then they talk about how they got therapy and how they found themselves and left a, a lousy cubicle job and started selling phone chargers and now their life is great. 
And that has nothing to do with what we're getting from the phone charger. So when you sit down to write a, um, a particularly persuasive, let's just say a sales letter where, where your hope is in a thousand words or 2000 words or whatever, somebody is going to go through a range of emotions and, you know, ultimately decide this is the most awesome thing I have to have it today. Do you have a, I don't, I don't want to call it a checklist, but I mean, are there kind of a set of principles? Is there a narrative or, or, or a journey even that you're trying to, to, you know, first we have to take them here and then we have to take them there. I mean, is that, is that, am I being too sort of formulistic about it? Well, no, I wouldn't say you're being too formulaic. I'd say I, for a sales page, I definitely have um, a skeleton that I like to use, sort of a, a framework, which I call the Gusta framework. And we teach this in our course, The Copy Cure, um, Marie and I do. And I can give you the, the, very, the very bare bones of it. But it is so the G is for get attention and that you want to do with your headline. The U is for understanding. And so you do that by showing you get what they what this person wants and what their frustrations are. You get exactly what they are feeling. And then the S is for solution is where you turn it and say, well, what if? What if it could be like this? Um, you know, what if there were something that would do this for you? And then the T is for, um, so, I mean, the T, oh, sorry, the T is for trust. Duh. And so that can come from testimonials. It can come from your credentials, your story, all of that. And then the A is for action. And that is, you're called action, the, the buy now. So there is a flow to that, but um, I would say for any piece of copy that you put out there, whether it's short or long, uh, whether it's on you know a Facebook post or a blog post or an email or your homepage, it all has to have what we call CPR, clarity, personality, and resonance. So it has to be super clear about what you're offering, like what this is and who it's for. It has to sound like a human and hopefully reflects your personality or the personality of your company has some sort of a vibe to it. You would know, oh, this is, you know, this is so clearly their brand. And it has to resonate. It has to make the person say yes or yay or yikes, I better fix that. It's got to hit home and meet the person reading it where they are. So it has to, you want it to speak to what they want, not to what you want them to want. I think there's a fine line. A lot of times you'll, you'll see great examples of this where, you know, and I hate to point anybody out too much, but certainly the internet marketing crowd of, um, particularly of old that, you know, that used this formula very well, uh, but also used it, you know, with a number of sort of emotional hot buttons, very uh, cleverly. Um, where's the fine line between manipulation, particularly, I mean, I hate to say it, in some cases they were selling stuff that was very expensive and promised a lot of things that didn't deliver. You know, where, where's the fine line between figuring out these how to influence through emotion, uh, you know, for good or for bad? I think it just, to me, it all depends on whether what you're offering is good or bad. I think that if you can get someone, if you get the right person to invest in the thing that's truly going to help them, then great. And sometimes you do need to speak to them through their pain or through their fear because that's what's going to motivate them. You, 
like I heard, um, I keep hearing this ad over and over on tune in radio. So I've been addicted to all the political coverage last couple of months. So I've been listening to tune in radio on my iPhone, wherever I go. And the, the commercials are constant. They're driving me bananas. And one that I keep hearing is about safety. It's some ad for safety, some safety, something, I don't know what. And the, the, voiceover says like, you know, Hey, I'm John. Um, and I love safety. In fact, safety is my middle name. Just went to the DMV to change it today. You know, John, um, first name, John, middle name, safety, last name, exclamation point. Cause I love safety. And when I want safety, I go to these guys, whatever for safety. And I'm just thinking who's motivated. I don't even know what kind of safety he's talking about. And who is so excited about the idea of safety that they're going to run out and invest in safety? You have to be motivated by fear. Like, oh, my God, that could happen to me. Whether it's car seat safety, like my kid's life could be in danger if I just take a, a sharp turn. Or home safety, like could someone break into my house and take everything, things that I'm not even insured for? Like I would be screwed if somebody came in and took my, like, my favorite, my photo albums and my computer. Um, so those kinds of fears are, are what are going to motivate somebody to invest in safety. You have to, sometimes you have to speak to someone from, from a point of fear or pain. So tell me about Italy. <laughs> it's this wonderful country with delicious food. Um, I assume you mean my writing retreat in Italy, which I held for the first time in May, end of May, beginning of June, uh, 2016. It was a wonderful three-day writing retreat in Cinque Terre, um, a town called Rio Maggiore, which is on the coast of near Tuscany. And it's just beautiful there. And we held the classes in an ancient castle at the top of the hill. And it had an amazing patio overlooking the water. And I taught a group of 30 women uh, writing, um, not just copywriting, but also creative writing for three days. Yeah, I, I uh, looked at it a little bit, and you had a, I think you had a whole blog post on this, but uh, about the, but the power of details uh, in your writing. Um, and that's really one of my favorites. Right. Well, that, that is my favorite thing to focus on. So we do a lot of that in Italy or anywhere that I teach. I love the, the details are everything. Some great hikes uh, in that area too. Some yeah. great hikes. I'm ashamed to say I never did the hike. You, you didn't do the hike. Huh? I was I gonna, just... there was one morning I got up early and went to go do the hike and then I couldn't find the beginning of the trail. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a little treacherous too. Cause it's pretty, it's on a pretty steep, uh, <laughs> a little, uh, <laughs> yeah, you see, um, it is a little steep and the, not really a lot of railing there and not a lot of safety regulations. You see a lot of Germans with fancy shoes and walking sticks. So um, I mentioned in uh, in the intro um, that uh, you have, of course, people can find more about you at uh, TalkingShrimp.com. But uh, uh, give us a the 10-second the pitch on Copy Cure. Copy Cure, which I created with my friend Marie Forleo, who is also the creator of B-School, is a all-in-one program to help you find your voice and sell your anything. So first of all, it's under five hours. So it is completely binge-watchable. It's in video form, but you can also download it 
as PDF or however you'd like to learn, we consider it the breaking bad of copywriting courses because you'll probably want to watch it all in one go and not come out of the house till you're done. Um, and it really focuses on parts of copywriting that I find other courses don't, and that's why we created it. There are tons of courses out there that give you templates. You know, here's how you have to structure a blog post. Here's how you have to structure a sales page. Um, here are the techniques to persuade somebody, but they don't tell you how to make things conversational, how to sound like you, how to really understand who you're talking to, how to have the secret to getting more clients or getting more buyers is to get your clients and really get your buyers. So we go into all of that so that you have the power to write anything better and hit home better and get people to click and like and buy. And is that just copycure.com? I can't remember. Thecopycure.com. Great. Laura, it was awesome visiting with you and uh, encourage people to check out both Talking Shrimp and thecopycure.com. And hopefully I'll run into you next time I'm in New York. Thank you so much. I'll be on the lookout. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.